Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Moolah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Hello and welcome to Bad With Money Mailbag episode. We are a show about finance and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I said all of those words and my mouth was pretty garbled. Hopefully that came out well. Hello everyone. If you are on Patreon, you're watching this on video. Hello, hello to my beautiful patrons. Yes, uh, you can watch the video of these mailbags on Patreon. And that is patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. Let me give a little shout out ski to some of y'all. Let's see if there's a little there's a little shout out ski to people who have joined the Patreon because there's been a few newbies. I get the little notifications. It's a hit of dopamine every time, baby. So let's see. Well, well, well. Okay, so let's give a shout out to Jennifer, Dan, Linda, Carly, Harley, and then someone named Lucy in Bookland, which I love. Also, someone named Tall for a Hobbit. Incredible. Thank you for being patrons. I really, really appreciate it. Let's see if there are any new reviews. No new reviews. Come on, guys. Leave some five-star reviews. Let's go. Hustle, hustle. Okay, so let's get into your messages. This is a email from Celeste. Hi, Gabe. First off, I wanted to share that I greatly appreciate your podcast and other ventures as diverse representation and vulnerability online literally saves lives. I'm a mixed race queer woman and my partner is trans. We live in rural Ontario, Canada and don't come across diversity much in real life. So I have to seek it out online. I wanted to write in to share two things. One is something I hear you talk about often, but want to share a different perspective. The other is something I don't hear you talk about often enough, in my opinion. I will translate CAD dollars to USD, as I'm sure most of your listeners are US-based. First off, I want to start off by saying that my opinion is just one in this huge world. I don't think I'm smarter than others, and I don't want to lecture anyone. Something that I think other listeners should think more about before writing in. LOL. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired, shots fired. Damn! Wow, Celeste. You burnt! Okay. My first write-in topic is the concept of buying a house. I hear you talk about the struggles you are facing right now in your divorce concerning your house and how much you thought this house would help your financial journey. Most people in North America see buying a house as the number one accomplishment in life, and this is so misleading. You've had many financial experts on your show debunk this already and refer to data that shows buying a house in the 21st century does not mean you will be more financially stable than renting. That is so true. Although I do understand that buying a house has emotional ROI, return on investment, like having stable housing and being able to renovate and decorate. For context, I live in southern Ontario, two hours outside of Toronto, which currently has a housing crisis. Me and my partner bought a home thanks to my partner's wealthy parents gifting us the majority of the down payment. 
Our home cost $450,000 in 2020 and is currently worth $725,000. We have high incomes, 145K combined, and can afford our housing costs. But owning a house long-term is extremely expensive, far more than renting. Our house costs us approximately $3,200 per month to run. This includes a mortgage with a 2.1% interest rate, which we will never see again. Utilities, property taxes, and insurance. That being said, our home also requires at least 8K in repairs yearly. Things like plumbing issues, roof repairs, etc. We take care of our home to ensure the next owners do not buy a secret shithole like we did. Upside down smiley face. If people do not have access to multiple thousands of dollars of disposable income, owning a home can become extremely stressful. Not being able to keep up with housing payments can mean your home is taken away in months. This will destroy you financially and does to thousands of people yearly. This is why banks are stringent on how much of a mortgage they will lend you. That being said, people may think, well, you will make big bucks when you go to sell it. I may have a surprising answer. I actually hope we sell our home for way less than what it's worth now. Increases in value of 20% per year, like what we are seeing now, is the exact reason we have a housing crisis. Our parents' generation bought houses at reasonable prices and are now selling them for prices so far out of pace of wages that only rich can afford them. They are lying to us and saying this is normal. It has only been the case in the last 10 years. I believe the only way to solve our housing crisis is to drop the value of homes until wages can keep up. Okay, I like that. I strongly recommend the research group Generation Squeeze, who explains this much better than I do. Anyway, I really hope housing becomes a human right again instead of a way to profit. Secondly, I understand that this is a sensitive subject, but honestly, I'm kind of frustrated with your lack of salary transparency. Transparency. Oh, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't heard you share your salary in a while, including your salary journey. Considering the nature of your show, I find this pretty crazy. If I had to guess, I would assume there were many years in the last decade where you made a high salary, perhaps over 100K. If I'm going to be honest, it seems like you don't share it because you know it would make you unrelatable. Most of your audience, at least the folks who write in, seem to be pretty low income. People write in talking about who have saved a few dollars or how $42 is a large sum of money. To a low-income person, it is. I just have a feeling this isn't the case for you, or at least wasn't in the past, even though you relate to them. As someone who grew up poor with a single mom and am now middle class, I'm really aware of how I talk about money to people with less than me. I will keep listening to the podcast for as long as it runs, and I really enjoy some of your more recent guests. As an aside, I would love to hear from someone who runs a small business that is service or product-based. Talk about personal finances and how it differs from 9 to 5 workers. I run a meal delivery business and have grown it from me being broke and starting it with 10K to likely bringing in my first million in revenue years five years later. I pay all my employees far above living wages and I'm only 26. And I think I have some pretty unique perspectives given my identities and my change in relationship to money, from scarcity to abundance thinking, but not the gross manifesty way. Through my journey from low to middle class, I hear so much scarcity thinking and trauma from your listeners who write in, and it makes me so frustrated in our world. I want all queers to be rich and take over the world to make it socialist. But first, we must heal. Hope you have an awesome weekend, Celeste, she, her. Oh, Celeste. Honestly, the reason I haven't talked about my salary in a while is because I'm embarrassed. Because you're right, there were years where I was making over 100K. I would say that was in 2019, and that was because I sold three books. And then 2020, I sold a TV show, and I was probably making 150 that year. And then it was completely decimated. So I bought this house. I put 50K in the house. I currently have 120K in my retirement. And then the house it got taken out from under me, as you guys know. I don't have any student loans. And in terms of salary, I'm just now catching up 
on everything that I lost out on. I had to move. There was a strike in my entire industry. I haven't sold anything in a long time. So my salary right now is actually extremely low. I'm on EBT, so I qualify for food stamps. And what else? I mean, in the past, yeah, it was pretty unrelatable, I would say. I, I think I talked about it at that time. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, as of right now, I made some terrible decisions. I pulled all of my money out of my day-to-day -day investments because I needed to move and get out of this relationship. So in the past, you know, you might have heard me talking about selling call options or, you know, kind of doing these more upper income type things. And that's been completely decimated. I'm, I'm working on it. I have money coming in from various things. But I would say in the last two years, it's been a complete nosedive from where I had worked my way up to. I don't know if that helps or if that explains anything. I feel like I've been pretty, pretty honest. I make some money from the podcast. It honestly would help a shit ton if more people join the Patreon. Like that would be pretty life changing, which is patreon.com slash gay best done. Also, if you if you want just between us stuff, there's there's so much of it over at patreon.com slash just between us. You can also help me out by buying just between us merch at just between us pod.com. Hopefully they'll be bad with money merch soon. Yeah, I mean, honestly, joining the Patreon helps me keep the show going. I'm I'm figuring out how to rebuild and get organized now, basically all over again. So I don't know if that, I mean, if you have any other questions, I'm truly happy to answer them. You know, mostly I, I try not to say anything because I don't want you guys to feel bad for me. And I don't want you guys to, I don't know, feel like I, I, I taught you all of this and then I just fucking went down the drain or something. I think I feel embarrassed that I had all of the, that I had this no salary, then I had a very nice salary, and now I'm fucked again. I think people, I also think people have, have the wrong idea about influencers, quote unquote, or you have the wrong idea about what a podcast costs and what a podcast gets me. Because I, I don't, I'm not making like a huge amount of money from this show at all. I'm not making a huge amount of money from Just Between Us. I'm, I'm... I would say if I this year when we were start, we took the podcast independent, we took Bad with Money independent. I don't think we made like a I don't know. I think in the next year, maybe 2024, we'll make more. But I I mean, you could ask Melissa. I think the podcast did not break. I mean, how much did the how much did Bad with Money make this year? Do we know? Yeah, I can tell you. Give me one sec. I think people think I'm making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or that I'm making, like, a, a shit ton from, like, brand deals and stuff when I'm really not. When we decided to take the show independent, we knew that there we would do things in a deficit. And yep. that when we started doing it independent in April, last month would have been November. We haven't, we haven't been taking money. Yes, so we've been paying out our editor, audio, post-production, audio, sound, and booker. We've brought in so far $20,369.45 and our expenses are $16,513. So the show is not making money right now. Nope. I mean, it's making money, but not enough for anybody to live off of. Correct. But I feel like next year will be different because we won't be working in deficit. Also, our podcast company takes Three, well, the company, our main company that sells ads for us takes three months at least to pay us out. Correct. So there's money that we have not even seen yet and won't seen yet. Like for ads that are running right now, 
we won't see it until probably April, any money from that. Exactly. And I think people don't know that. Mm -hmm. I think they don't realize. Thank you, Melissa, for the math. You're welcome. (laughs) So like, so, you know, I think maybe there is more transparency to be had in terms of letting you guys know how it actually, how it actually works to be in this industry. I have a brand deal coming up that I'm doing. I'm going to make six videos for this company. It's about 200 bucks a video. It's not like each video is giving me $10,000. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe there's some sort of misunderstanding in terms of how, how things are. And also, there was a strike in my, both of my industries for the last year. So I was not able to make money working in the industry I work in for a, a year. And then before that, I don't know if you guys know, there was a pandemic slash is, I guess, a pandemic. But there's been nothing, like almost nothing coming in for me. And then I bought this house thinking that I would have, you know, if, if, for example, let's say the strike happened and I had this house that I had bought and I was able to go to the house, right? I didn't have my engagement. I didn't end my engagement and I was able to go to the house. I could have lived there and I could have not paid rent in Los Angeles. But instead, I paid mortgage on this house and in Los Angeles and I never went to the house. So, I I don't know. Is that transparent enough? Everything's, everything's shit. (laughs) Okay, if I think of more stuff, I'll let you know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because when I'm looking to work with someone, I really need to be able to get someone fast. My job works very fast. Podcasts work very fast. And I've actually been looking for an assistant and I don't need to waste time sorting through matches without getting the highest quality person, right? When I'm looking to hire someone, whether that's a grant writer or a musician or something like that, it's very overwhelming because you get a lot of messages, but you're not able to like parse through yourself which ones are actually worth looking at. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work. Taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers. 37,025 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 
one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right. I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps, they don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances, you can collaborate on your budget, you can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now get an extended 30 day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash bad money for your extended 30-day free trial. This is a message from Kate. Hi, Gabe. Thanks for your podcast and all you do to educate the public about money. I'm a certified hospice and palliative care social worker, and I'm working on my doctorate in social work with my focus of study being access to hospice care in rural areas. I wanted to take the chance to discuss an outdated idea about hospice care. Many believe that it is meant for the final hours to days of life, but it can be much more. To be eligible, a patient must have a life-limiting illness with a life expectancy of six months or less and be willing to forego aggressive treatment such as chemotherapy. Many people are eligible without realizing, and if the patient lives longer than six months, they can be recertified an unlimited amount of times as long as their disease continues to progress. Hospice care is 100% free to the patient. Fees are covered by clauses in Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurances. 
Patients have 24-7 access to in-home medical, psychosocial, and spiritual care. Research shows that patients with hospice care actually live longer than those without because of the quality of care and reduced burden of traveling for appointments. We often admit patients who still manage their own care, live alone, and participate in hobbies. When patients are admitted early, the team has more opportunity to assist with last wishes, connect with families, and counsel for anticipatory grief. And did I mention that the medical supplies, equipment, and medications are free? I know this topic is a bit dark. I'm no fun at parties. But hospice care is what I wish healthcare looked like for everyone. I'm passionate about patients getting the longest benefit possible. People can discuss with their primary care doc or self-refer if they think they might be eligible. I'm happy to answer any more specific questions about end-of-life care if it would be helpful. Kate. Okay, maybe we'll have you on the show. We just did an interview for JBU with Dementia Care specialists that I'm really excited for you guys to hear. So yeah, maybe we'll do an interview with Kate about hospice. I think that would be really I think that would be really cool. And and thank you for writing in. Okay, this is a message from Ray. Fan letter from work from home mom. Hello, Gabe. I hope you're doing well. You can call me Ray. My brother does, and I love that nickname. I've been a stay-at-home slash work-from-home mom for the past two years, ever since I gave birth to a beautiful baby after a difficult pregnancy and two-month stay in the NICU, neonatal intensive care unit. Childcare in our city was so expensive, worth a whole paycheck, that I would be literally working to put my baby in daycare. So with my wonderful partner's support, I left my job and committed myself to being at home. It's been an adjustment, but I found myself enjoying being a full-time mom and a part-time aspiring writer. Let me tell you, inflation is a bastard, and I've been clipping digital coupons, hitting up leftovers, and loving hand-me-down clothing for my baby. Here's where you come into the story. I found your book late one night on Libby and listened to it in a single sitting. Once I heard you at a podcast, I readily listened to so many episodes, you ended up being the top podcast on my Spotify rap this year. Your book and podcast have helped me not only feel less alone during the first years of motherhood, but also helped me be honest about money problems and issues. Your encouragement and your honesty about your financial situation in life has been an example of strength for me. Oh my God. And your guests have made me feel seen and heard. I've let go of the shame that I used to have about money and instead I'm doing what I can to bring cash into the house and speaking about getting paid. Being a stay-at-home parent teaches you how to budget, make a dollar stretch, and help make do with what you have on hand, but it can be hard. Thank you for everything you do. All the best in your future projects. Best, Ray. Oh, my God. Ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> Considering what I just talked about from Celeste's letter. Oof. Ray. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You know, I have a lot of problems with depression and suicidal ideation, and I feel deeply useless all the time. And so it's very surreal sometimes to hear from you guys and to hear you guys say this stuff and sometimes it feels really intangible thank you ray is this if you're tuning into this show for the first time is this what you expected this sort of <laughs> this sort of <laughs> emotional <laughs> hurricane that we've been put through today <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. 
putting away money for retirement since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry, I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now and planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy and it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I know I said a while ago that I would be talking about current events on this show, and I just simply had not been doing it. And I think it's because I just was getting emails and also I got distracted, blah, blah, blah. You get it. Luckily, Melissa, our intrepid, fantastic, what else should I say? Wonderful, hot producer sent me some things that I wanted to talk about. And she sent a bunch of articles and one of them we should we should talk about. So I've seen a lot of people parodying this, parodying this, which is George Santos being on Cameo. And that is extremely funny and also dark. We cannot let bad people be on Cameo and then buy Cameos to be silly. Do you know who also has Cameo? OJ Simpson. Okay? So what is Cameo? Cameo is an app which I'm on if you want to get a cameo from me, but it's an app where you can pay and the person, celebrity, whoever, will say some words to you, tell your friend happy birthday, promote your product, give, you know, advice, whatever it is, right? And so uh, George Santos is a congressman who was expelled, expelled from Congress, okay? He was ousted, he was sent home, he was a Republican from New York, and he is a noted liar, by the way. He, like, said all kinds of stuff about his background that was not true. I think we did an episode of JBU where we talked about it, if you want to search George Santos Just Between Us podcast or whatever. But it's all lies. He was he is, uh, 30, 23 counts of federal indictments that range from aggravated identity theft to wire fraud and money laundering. This is all from the Daily Beast. And so they kick him out. And then what does he do? He immediately becomes famous. He immediately becomes, goes on and just like, whatever, I'm not a congressman anymore. Now I'm a celeb. Like, and he's doing cameos, okay? If he ends up on motherfucking The Masked Singer, this is all your fault. Do you understand? This is all your fault. This is your fault. I, you cannot give him money even as a joke. Give me the money. Go to cameo and ask me to say something funny to you. Because... We get it. It's a joke. Blah, blah. George Santos. He's funny. He did drag. He's 
you know, lied about being gay or he what whatever it is, right? It's camp. It's not camp. It's not camp. He's still getting the money. Do you understand that? It's not a gag gift. And he's making it like it's he's making it like it's like it's funny. It's not funny. I guess uh, okay. Okay. Let me what am I trying? Let me How do I express this? It's like it's like I think Rudy Giuliani was on was on the Mass Singer. Like we cannot give these bad people. It's not funny. We cannot give these bad people the the attention that they so desire. We should ignore them. Make them go away. Like why was Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars? Do you guys remember that? Like why? Do not give George Santos your money. Give your money to me, Gabe Dunn. Okay? Okay? Great. What is our... Okay, let's see what another one is. Let's click this one because this might have to do with my situation. Ties back into what I was talking about, which is an article from CNBC. More than 15% of teens say they're on YouTube or TikTok almost constantly. (sighs) I... You know, it's hard to speak on this as someone who makes their bread and butter from this sort of stuff. And again, my bread is so thin, it may as well be gluten-free. And my butter is so dry, it may as well be vegan. Don't come at me. My boyfriend has celiac. But I guess the these people, I mean, and, and this is the thing. If you're a teen, you grew up with a phone in your hand, why wouldn't you be on these apps all day long? The world sucks. You're either you either think that you're getting all of your your information about news and politics from these apps. So you think there's a moral imperative. Why wouldn't you be on them? And then otherwise, you're trying to distract your brain from the horrors of the world. And so then you're on them in some other capacity in order to see stuff that distracts you. I listen. I have a podcast on almost all the time. Why? Because I can't think about the world. And so I completely understand this. I play the same little games on my phone all the time just to shut my brain off. I think if there was too much silence, I would, I don't know what would happen. And then sometimes I get so traumatized by the things I've seen or that I've been driving for half an hour in my car before I realize I've just been listening to nothing. So I get it. I truly, truly get it. I do think that that is something that me, that people need to think about because your kid is getting their political knowledge, their social justice knowledge, their, you know, history knowledge. It's it's coming from the internet. And there's no way to really stop that, but they're ignoring it is not going to allow for these kids to grow up with a full picture of the world. So I'm of two minds, right? As someone who grew up queer, I needed the internet because I would have absolutely ended my life if I didn't have gay people to talk to online and I see that happening now especially with people who write into me who are fans of me I absolutely see that but I also know that it was there for the grace of God go I that something bad didn't happen to me that I didn't become radicalized or that I didn't you know run away with some catfish or you know there were all kinds of things that could have happened that were like very close to happening but now it's even more fast-paced Like what I was doing was just like, you know, little, little live journal posts, little forum posts. This is so quick. Scroll, 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 quick, quick, quick. So, I mean, look, I'm not an expert in this kind of thing. I'm just a vague internet celebrity and I don't have kids. So I, you know, and I don't plan on it for almost 
this reason. <laughs> I don't know what the future is going to look like, and I, I don't I don't need a kid with a chip in its head telling me I'm uh, out of touch. Well, I think that's all for now. I'm not going to do it. I'll do some more articles because Melissa graciously gathered a bunch that she knew I would have deep opinions on. In the meantime, don't give your fucking money to George Santos. Give your money to me. I hope this episode wasn't too chaotic. Please leave a review of the show. Give me five stars. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. If you want to donate to the movie that Melissa and I are making, you can do so in the description of this episode. I'm not taking any of that money. I'm not getting paid to make this movie, by the way. The money is going to pay everyone else in a separate account. Melissa and I are not taking any money to make this this movie for you guys. Give it, give it a look-see. What else? What else? Oh, follow me at Gabe S. Dunn and also on TikTok at Dabby Gun. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual. Produced by Melissa D. Monts and Diamond M. Print Productions. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Coco Lorenz. And music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen, as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.